This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 37. In this episode, the moms review four homeschool planners, including printed, online, and wall-sized. <laughs> Mom, where's my math Mom, Honey, where's my glasses? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're the, the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat? 35 minutes, 25 seconds. So, Becky, what have you been up to these last three weeks? Has it been three weeks? Yeah, it really has. I don't oh, know. <laughs> well, you know, stuff happens. Okay, yes. <laughs> so um, actually, I haven't been doing a whole lot. It's been a very, uh, very interesting time around um, the Guest Academy. Um, Dean, my husband, has gotten a new job. Yay! Yay! Yes, it's fantastic. It's like five minutes away as opposed to an hour away. Yes. And yes, that right there makes it awesome sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, he's in training right now. So his hours have been absolutely insane. Like some days he goes in at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes he goes in at five o'clock at night. Oh, geez. And yeah. So, um, things around here have been a bit topsy turvy and not in a really good way. <laughs> so, um, we're kind of just hanging on and, and trying to survive through this little part until he gets his regular schedule. And then we can start making changes if necessary to like bedtimes and that kind right. of thing. Right. But for right now, we're all sort of walking around like sleepy zombies and, <laughs> nice. uh, and trying to figure out when to fit everything in, you know, as far as, because, you know, his sleep schedule is all weird now. We're so oh, used yeah. to him sleeping because he's had the same job for like eight years. So right. we, we got really used to him, you know, doing things a certain way, which he worked nights before. And so like everyone thinks our our schedule is really crazy, but actually it worked really well considering he slept, you know, he work nights and slept during the day so we right. kind of adjusted our schedule accordingly but now we can't because i don't know if he's going to be working at night this week or <laughs> the day this week or what's going to happen so right just holding on until his schedule gets regular and then um we'll be able to decide how to make everything fit back into those little places that they need right. to go just a time of transition exactly uh, transitions are difficult <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are um, we caught the first episode of The Amazing Race. Yay! We still have not caught any of the rest of them, but we will. It's all, it's on the to-do list. Um, we got our teams all picked out. And, um, except Danielle, she's having a hard time picking her team. Uh, Dean, mm-hmm. uh, Dean, uh, Jack picked the oil, oil, the guys who work on the oil rig. Uh, the, okay. The two, like, Midwest, like. I still, tw- I've watched three episodes and I still don't remember them all yet, so. Ah, okay. <laughs> I can't remember their names right now, but yeah, yeah. and the, and Jack has my iPad, so I can't look it up. But um, that's okay. I actually made a like notation thing, so I remember whose team is whose, so nobody ah. can choose teams in the middle like they tried to ah. last time. <laughs> and um, I got, the, of course, I got the team with the you know heavy metal. Oh, I love the the long yeah, haired guys. Yeah, the beards. What do they yeah. call them? They called them the beard beard beardeds or something. I forget. They had a silly name for them. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> So we're all very excited about it. It's just trying to find a place to squeeze it into our already busy lives has been sure. 
but um, we're working on it. And I figured out how to play it on the big TV set in the living room now, so I don't even have to have the kids bouncing on my bed. Because last season, we had to watch it in my room. It was the only place we could watch it. Mm. I figured out how to watch it in the living rooms. <laughs> now we can watch <laughs> it out there. Yay! Um, it has to do with the Roku, which I've spoken about. Not the Roku, Play On, which I've spoken about before on the show. I can actually beam Play On content to the Xbox without having oh. Play On on the Xbox. Very nice. So, yeah, it's awesome. I also can do it with like YouTube videos and a bunch of other stuff that I had no idea that I could do. Cool. Mostly because I don't use their TV set very often. It, that's theirs and they use it and I don't bother with it. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Uh, Jack uh, really enjoyed your weird science class a few weeks ago. <laughs> Still talks about elephant toothpaste. Have fun. I'll have to put a link in the show notes to that experiment so people can try it out. It worked really, really well. Yeah, he was very excited about it. In fact, um, I was coloring my hair the other day, and I was using the Manic Panic, not the uh-huh. hair dye. And he's like, does that have um, that stuff that you use to dye your, like, from the elephant toothpaste? And I go, peroxide? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, so you can't use that for elephant toothpaste? And I'm like, oh, my God, please let's not think about using hair dye. <laughs> That's a bad, bad so idea. Funny. <laughs> it, it reminded me of when I was about Jack's age. My grandmother got me a chemistry set, and you could make uh, ink. You could make mix together these two things, and it, uh, it would make clear liquid into blue liquid. And then oh, it, yeah. there was also this experiment to make things fizz. And um, I had this gorgeous antique desk that had been, you know, my grandmother's and oh, possibly no. her grandmother's See before that. <laughs> and um, me being me, I decided to mix the two experiments together. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Dyed my entire desktop blue in splotches. Oh, nice. <laughs> it finally did come out after years and years, but like it wore off, but still. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bet your parents love that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my parents were always pretty cool about, you know, the stuff I did. And especially, <laughs> I mean, like they knew I didn't do it on purpose. It didn't occur to me that, you know, ink would dye the entire desktop. I just right. thought, how cool if I mix this chemical and this chemical, it does this. And if I mix yeah. this and this. What if I mix all of them together? Yay! And I think they were probably pretty happy that I didn't blow up the house or anything. Right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, no you got to take your victories where you can get them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, thankfully, it nothing got on the carpet either because the edge of the desk was raised up. Like it had a little lip around it. Oh, right. So like all of the fluid just stayed on the top of the oh, desk. Nice. Yeah, none of it spilled over onto the carpet or anything. Not that it would have mattered. I had the ugliest blue-green carpet in my bedroom. <laughs> nauseating <laughs> anyways so also this past week we enjoyed a wonderful presentation by james tyner he is the fresno poet laureate so he's the official poet for the city of fresno cool. and um he's also our librarian over at the gillis library yeah. and um he came out and did a great talk with the kids he did he did he, he was fantastic and i think he really got them excited about poetry i mean like all the kids pretty much wrote two poems in that thing, you know, mm-hmm. the little presentation there. Um, they each wrote um, an alliteration poem and they each wrote a shape poem, which was right. just, I mean, even Jack, which, I mean, Jack doesn't participate in anything. He refused to even get in the picture. But he <laughs> did. He wrote two poems. Like, well, I mean, I wrote them. But, I mean, he, like, Dictated. we came up with the W words yeah. and he decided which W words to put in. And then he wrote the soggy, uh, the soggy moon poem that was the uh-huh. shape poem that he did. Um, but then after he did that, he asked me what soggy means. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> not quite sure that he got across what he was trying to get cr- across because I think he thought soggy meant something else. But okay, it was adorable. 
I have to say, and James was awesome. Yeah, no, he was. He was. I don't think I've ever met him before. I, I don't think I've ever been to the Gillis Library. So, but yeah, that's the one that's just up the street from us. So we go there all the time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we're up <laughs> like police, at least once so. a week. So, yeah. So Tina, how's your couple of weeks been? Oh, pretty good. Um, busy, very, very, very busy as always. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've been enjoying Amazing Race. We have seen all three episodes so far, and that was really fun. Um, really. Um, made it a uh, a weekly tradition that every Sunday we all like it's amazing race time and gather around the TV. And <laughs> I one remember. One time we even had pizza and sat on the floor and had a picnic with pizza and watched Amazing Race. We're getting here. It's time for Amazing Race. <laughs> 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 that's what will happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's fun. We're enjoying that. Um, I've also managed to uh, squeeze in some videos into our homeschooling lately which i was pretty proud of because i always meant to and i'm finally getting to little bits of things here and there that i've always meant to do little bits little here and there is make me pretty proud that i'm trying and it's and it's sort of succeeding <laughs> yeah so we watched um i'll put links in the show notes so we watched this really cool animal planet video about africa's super seven which is all about the uh the really big well-known savannah animals of africa um elephant let's see i think it was elephant i don't remember if it was wildebeest it was some kind of a wildebeest or something like that um and then of course lions and um cheetahs and i'm forgetting what all else was in there but there were seven of them <laughs> and there that's what we're studying right now in our yeah. um elemental science mm-hmm. we're doing the uh sassafras twins uh living books curriculum so a lot of it's kind of a below maven um in the sense that she already knows a lot about this kind of animals but we're actually i'm finding videos and i'm trying to find books that have a little bit deeper information so she maybe is getting a little bit more into the subject even though she already knows a lot about it but at least it's a subject she really likes so it's like starting great conversations like we'll be talking about something and she'll be like and also, and adding her own <laughs> stuff to it, which is really cool. <laughs> Tyrion already knows a lot about it too, but I think more of it's more new for him. So, so that's pretty cool. And then um, we we did watch yeah. a, a documentary on Chile. Um, after watching the Amazing Race, the first two episodes of Amazing Race, they were in Chile. So we we found a right. cool documentary on Chile, and that was nice. And I've been actually, in all of the videos that I've been finding, I've been putting on my, on playlists on YouTube. So I'm putting a link in the show notes so people can go check those out. I think I may have shared that before, but we'll share it again. And uh, as a, as time goes on, I keep adding more things to it. So I have a science videos playlist and I have a history videos playlist, that kind of thing. So um, let's see what else. Um We've been reading some really good supplemental readings for history and science. They, both of the curriculum, the History Odyssey and the Elemental Science, both come with um, book lists of, yeah. of extra readings, and they're enormous. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that I like to do is I like to go through, not all of them are in the library, although most of them are. I'll go mm-hmm. through and I'll order every single one I can, um, and and then not all of them are all great either. Sometimes they'll get books that are like, eh. <laughs> Right. So at least part of them are really good. And we found some amazing books it, out of all of these books that we're getting. You know, we might get a handful that are really, really, really good. So it makes it all worth it. So we've I've been putting those lists on my um, Goodreads 
account um, those books on my Goodreads nonfiction picture books because those are the ones that I'm always looking for nonfiction picture books because you can get through them a lot faster and they're a lot more fun for everybody I think mm -hmm. we don't have time to sit and read chapter books every single cons you know for every single subject <laughs> right right so um let's see uh also we're doing art as much as possible we're actually doing a really good job with this um I'm trying to make sure that every single day they've got some kind of an art project that they, they have the choice to work on. They don't always choose to do it. There have been a couple of things that they've turned their noses up at. I'm like, oh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I know for the most part, they're finding stuff. And if they don't like what I've, what I've suggested that they could do, then they could, they're always welcome to find their own. We always have tons of, we have tons of supplies here. So a Maven is usually really good at finding um, something to do. So she's pulled stuff out that Tiran ended up being interested in, like when she was doing the recycled art, recycled, or like the recyclables uh, project that she did. She, we have anything that like jars and lids and, and juice containers and boxes and little things. Um, I put them in a, a basket in the art area. And so then they can pull them out and use them for whatever project they want. And so they hot glue them together. And so that was, that's really fun like, when they pull that kind of stuff out. Cause then mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, so I did save that for a purpose. That <laughs> <laughs> did come to good use. Um, we did buy some clay recently cause we're going to be starting up our mapping the world by heart, um, curriculum again. And the next project requires, um, clay. Well, it doesn't require, but it suggests using clay to, uh, build, um, a contour map, and I'm really excited to do that. I have to find time to do that this week. Um, so I got the clay from the store, and um, they've been having a blast just playing with the clay. Yeah. <laughs> that's just fun, just to squish and squish, and sometimes Tyrion doesn't save his creations. He just sticks it back in the bag, and that's fine. So that's fun. Uh, let's see. We had to say goodbye to our kitty Squeak. That was really sad. We had to have her put to sleep a couple weeks ago. Um, she, I think I had mentioned on the show before that she was dying of kidney failure. So, um, kidney disease. And so it finally got to the point where it was obvious it was definitely time. So that was a big experience for my kids and having never experienced a loss like that before, we did take them into the vet with us and I, we all said our goodbyes and then my husband stayed with the cat and I took the kids out so they could do it. And then we came back in after she was gone and said goodbye again. So mm -hmm. that was, uh, you know, it's hard, but I think that's an important part of childhood is to experience that. So we made it through that. Um, uh, you mentioned that I did the weird science class. That was really fun. They have yeah. a, at our charter, they have, um, one class a week that parents volunteer to to lead and I signed up to do a weird science class and I pulled in a bunch of the stuff that I had left over from Tiran's mad scientist party so we did elephant toothpaste which is uh, peroxide and yeast with a little bit of soap and some food coloring to make it look nice and bubbles up anyway I'll put links in the in the show notes it worked really really well <laughs> it was an awesome awesome experience experiment I had never done it before the day before <laughs> I had planned to do it for the party um, but I never got to it because we just had so many other things to do we didn't get to it and uh, so I tried it I said the day before I'm like I have to try this I don't want to be the first time I try it with the kids and have it like not work <laughs> you know? right right so I did and it worked great so and then we did Diet Coke and Mentos, which is a blast. And Ooblick. How can you go wrong with Ooblick? Cornstarch and water. Ooblick. Oh, my gosh. I brought our little kiddie pools out, little little plastic kiddie pools out, and I just put the cornstarch in there and added the water from a hose, and the kids went wild with it. So that mm -hmm. was fun. <laughs> 
Um, let's see what else. Um, we took a behind the scenes tour to, at the zoo. That was so cool. A little bit pricey, but worth it, I think. Um, we, uh, we got to go see behind the scenes in the elephants. We got to see the, um, giraffes, um, and feed them, um, apple slices. And, um, what was the other one we went to see? Oh, the reptiles, the reptile house. We got to go inside the reptile house where they, um, where the, the keepers take care of things and got to see oh, how cool. things, yeah. And they have a keeper in there who, um, was just amazing. She just, uh, she was wonderful with the kids and had all kinds of really great things to say. She's the same woman that we ran into at the petting zoo months ago when Maven was drawing pictures of animals and she came up and was talking to us a whole lot. I'm like, I think I recognize you. And she actually remembered Maven because of her drawings. <laughs> it was kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah. So I'm also like up to my eyeballs planning Luminarius, which is an event that we're doing in December for the Discovery Center, which is really fun. I've got all kinds of cool things coming along for that. So I'm like dedicating my weekends to working on that. I can, don't really have time during the week. So my weekend is for Luminarius. <laughs> I don't do any <laughs> client work on the weekend. I specifically save it for my Discovery Center volunteer work. So that's really cool. It's coming along. And I'm getting tired of the heat. I don't know about you, but 80 degrees, yeah, 80, 88, I think we had it a couple of days ago uh-huh. in October is ridiculous. <laughs> It is. It, I, I'm like, I'm trying to swap out the kids' wardrobe, you know, their summer for yeah. their fall stuff, and I can't because no. it's too hot. This kind of time of the year, you have to have both because, like, in the morning, it's cool, and in the evening, it's cool. But during the day, it gets quite warm still. It's. I hope it's going to drop soon. It has to drop soon. Usually, it's mid. This is kind of late in October for it to be this hot this late, and it isn't usually yeah. 80s this late, but I expect next week, hopefully, it'll be much better. I don't know. I haven't looked at the, at the weather report for next week, but let's cross our fingers that we'll get down to the 70s at least. <laughs> so much more pleasant. <laughs> well, I, was look- I was looking through Friday and we're still in the 80s. Uh, let's just oh, hope it, if we have two choices now. It's either going to be really, really hot or bitterly cold on Halloween. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it does that. It'll just plummet down. Yeah, so I'm uh, tired of the heat and I'm tired of constantly running, but um, all the time. But and it's trying to find ways to not be running all the time. And I'm realizing that that during our homeschool times, um, because we've had so many field trips and stuff lately, I haven't had that many times to just sit at home and do schoolwork with the kids. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we got to be here, we got to be there, we got to be there. It's like one one thing after another. Our art day down in Visalia that was really fun too. Um, you know, and and then your your poet and just and then our meeting for the month with our, yeah. our coordinator. It's just like one thing after another. So when I am sitting down with them though, they're doing their art projects and I'm reading to them. I'm like, this is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying that time when we have it, and I'm trying to increase that time because that's that's what I'm going for here. And um, really, and I have been so excited the last like last few times especially that I've been sitting and reading with them that we have just had some amazing conversations. It's been really, really great. We're talking about what it is that we're reading about, you know, so we're learning about, you know, savanna animals. So we'll talk about those animals. Or if we're learning about the industrial revolution, we'll talk about, you know, being a child during that time and, and what it must've been like to have to work in a factory and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's been really educational for all of us. So really, and I always tell them whenever we get to a point, in our reading or whatever that of something that I didn't know before. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I say that a lot. <laughs> like, this is new. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's interesting. Or, Oh, that's horrible. Or, Oh, I'm glad I didn't live then. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's been, that part has been really, really cool. So I have to 
hold on to those times so that it helps to compensate for all the running around. <laughs> right, right. So, and we did have one last field trip uh, last week to, um, I mean, to report on today. <laughs> one last field trip, <laughs> not for the year, because there's going to be plenty more. <laughs> but one last field trip to report for today, uh, the Hillcrest uh, Pumpkin Patch. That was really fun. We had a really good time there. That's. Have you ever been out to Hillcrest? I haven't. It's it's known for ha- it's in Reedley and it's known for having a, a tree farm and I knew that they did a tree farm but I didn't know that they did a pumpkin patch too and um and they have like there was a lot of kids there. There was like I don't know how many schools there. They had like five different field trips going on at the same time and all different and it's really outdoorsy nature like um it's not just like a big old uh, open field with pumpkins or something like that it's like woods with trees and they have like these paths and you go across a bridge like one of those wobbly bridges and and the kids had a blast on that and climb through these houses and go through a tunnel and like it was really cool so cool. Uh, we'll definitely be going there again and they're supposed to have a pajama steamed i think they have a they say a steam train they have some kind of a train that they use in the winter um for field trips and they have like a nighttime train trip where they encourage everybody to wear their pjs oh fun sounds like so much fun so i'm gonna have to look into that but so that's what our last three weeks or so have been like so uh i guess we're gonna talk about our books of the week now becky what have you guys been reading um let's see for our books of the week together um we are still listening to harry potter and the goblet of fire we are slowly making our way through it um and it's been very very exciting we had a little problem with chapter 20 like it skipped from i i don't know if you've read harry potter yeah uh, the goblet of fire. okay so it mm-hmm. skips to where uh harry's talking to mad eye moody and then it skips to the next chapter where he's telling Sirius how he defeated the dragon without ever telling us how he defeated the dragon. Oh, no. So I had to go. <laughs> I was like, ah! So I had to go. And you can only download from the library where you have Wi-Fi. So I had to wait till we got home that day. And, and the kids were just like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, well, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow now to hear it because <laughs> we only listened to it in the car. So um, they were very upset. And, and both of them, like when, when he started telling Sirius how, in the letter how he defeated the dragon and everything was okay. And um, both the kids were like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> they were very upset that that part got skipped so but it got fixed so it's all good and now yeah. we're let's see he just got finished taking the bath and talking to um moaning myrtle oh yeah <laughs> i love that part <laughs> the guy who reads these i oh, don't know i i'm I'm not super pleased with his voice, unfortunately. Really? I love him. He makes everybody sound whiny. Like, everybody <laughs> sounds like they're whiny. I don't like how he does Hermione going, Harry, Harry. Harry. Yeah, exactly. Says, Harry. That part I didn't like, but I loved everything else about it. I, and I don't like how he does Myrtle either. Oh, I liked Myrtle. I like that Myrtle better than the one in the, in the movie. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we are reading together the tales from the Brothers Grimm and the Sisters Weird. It's kind well, of a retelling. Yeah, it's kind of a retelling of the classic fairy tales. Fun. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I just, I was trying to find anything for our history and, and um, like all the stuff that was on the page all sounded really dry and heavy. And I was like, eh, when we just finished the Canterbury Tales. So it was like oh. something a little more interesting. Yeah. And um, so I found this one and it's it's good. It's it's definitely not the fairy tale tales your mother told you and it's not the really gory nasty like original fairy tales it's just kind of like once upon a time Mm. you know the tv show kind of like retellings oh oh neat where things don't really add up exactly the way you expect them to i bet that's like the sisters grim the the books that maven used to read the sisters grim that's another series you guys might want to check out maven read all of those yeah 
And then let's see, Jack Jack has still been very much into Lego books. Um, lately, he's been um, perusing the Lego Playbook, which is this big, huge, thick book filled with like stuff to build. And he gets very upset because he'll go, Mom, and he'll show me a picture. And he goes, Do I have this piece? And I'm like, I don't think you have this. <laughs> Ah, so then he can't, and then he can't find any of his wheels. Like the wheels are constantly disappearing. I think the dog actually takes some oh, of them. No. And I have to go through her uh, bed and pull out all the all the stuff she's stolen lately. She steals the smaller toys and then hides them in her bed. Uh, and so every few weeks I have to go in there and like clean out all the Legos and the uh, house and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I think for his birthday he's going to be wanting Lego, 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 and more Lego. Mm-hmm. There's a set at uh, Discount School Supply sells a set of wheels. It's just wheels. We have that set. It's really Might cool. have to look into that. Yeah. Yep. And then also he found the big unofficial Lego Builders book, which is exactly the same thing. Just big, full color pictures mm-hmm. of things. You know, like it'll show a car and then it shows the steps to build the car. So <laughs> they're pretty awesome. Not a lot of reading involved, but a lot of um, researching and looking through the book and finding, like figuring out, do I have this part? Do I have that part? And been really enjoying that. Mm. And then Danielle has been reading the Cat Warrior books. That is awesome. She finally did start reading them, huh? Yes. Yes, she did. So she's finished Into the Wild, and she is almost done with Fire and Ice. So she'll finally be able to participate in all of the conversations the girls are constantly having about those books. Exactly. (laughs) That's, that's, that. it was like positive peer pressure. Yeah. Um, I, cause I tried, you know, yeah. I, I would like take them off the shelf and go, Oh, you know, this may, this is a series that Maven read. And this is a series that, you know, such and such read. And, and there was no interest, no interest, no interest. But then as soon as the girl started talking about it, boom, she picked them up and wanted to read them. <laughs> oh, they're playing warrior cats all the time. Yeah. So oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like that she's reading those. And then she was reading poetry books for, oh no, tall tales for her language arts. So we've been reading about Pecos Bill and, and John Henry and everything. But we found this other book, which I didn't put in the show notes, but I'm going to. It's called Cut from the Same Cloth. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, tall tales about women. You don't get a lot of those, you know? Yeah. And so um, it's, and it, they're very similar stories uh, to the ones about the men, you know, but it, it's all got the same aspects of the tall tale, you know, the, the incredible feats of strength and all of that kind of stuff you know and larger than life characters and everything but it's all it's all women and the stories are from all different cultures so it's kind of awesome to see how different cultures view different things right yeah so cut from the same cloth yeah it's really neat and then me let's see um dr sleep the new stephen king book um, I read it in 24 hours oh, <laughs> and that's, and that's with, you know, cooking dinner and, and actually sleeping. At one point I texted my husband, it was two thirty in the morning. I said, gosh, darn it. Sleep is getting in the way of my reading this book. <laughs> I was just so exhausted. I couldn't stay awake and read anymore, but I really wanted to finish it because it's a continuation of the shining. Oh, and right. so, yeah, it's Danny Torrance as an adult. And it's what happens to him, which I love stories where we revisit characters. I read The Shining for the first time in eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. And I've reread it a couple of times since then because um, I tend to reread books that I really enjoy. Oh, and yeah, so it, it was really awesome to pick up with Danny Torrance again and find out what he's been doing since the, you know, everything at the Overlook. Yeah. And cool. uh, it was good. I, I recommend it. Um cool. I'm also reading The Light Fantastic by Terry Pratchett, which um, for those of our listeners out there who know, it is the second book of the Discworld series. I managed to make it to this age and having, having only read one Discworld book, um, mm-hmm. which most of my geek friends would be like, what? But 
It is true. I had only read The Color of Magic. And so I decided now that I'm going to try to read the rest of the series. And I think there's like 40 books or something. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those really prolific series, like um, like the Xanth novels by Piers Yeah, Zanth. I know. I've read all those. Yeah, yeah I haven't. Tyrion, or not Tyrion, Adam, <laughs> one of the <laughs> men in my life. <laughs> Adam has a bunch of Terry Pratchett books, and I bet those are probably some of them. Yes. So I'm enjoying The Light Fantastic, though I feel like... Um, um, I'm not. We're not getting anywhere. Like I feel like there's not a lot of character development going on here, and if the, <laughs> that continues that way, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy the series. But I'm going to continue. I want to find out what happens to two, two flowers and Rincewind and everyone. So, <clears throat> and then um, I'm super excited because a book just came, uh, Avalon Revamped by O. M. Gray. Uh, O.M. Gray is a steampunk author and um, a really awesome person. And I got my autographed copy. Cool. <laughs> so now I have a, a match set of Avalon Revisited and Avalon Revamped um, autographed by the author. Nice. So I'm all excited about that. And then I also have them both on my Kindle so I don't have to rumple the copies that are autographed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we've been reading. What have you guys been reading? Well, we finished Septimus Heap number six, which is called Dark. Oh my gosh, I think that was the best of all of them so far. It was amazing. I was like on the edge of my seat for half the book at least. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> the kids and I were like, we stayed up late one night when we were near the end. I was like, because usually I try to finish right around 10, stop reading so that they can go to sleep. And I was like, okay, it's 10, but oh my gosh, I can't leave it like this. <laughs> we got to keep reading. We got to, I think we read until 11 that night. Cause I was just like, we got to keep reading. We just got to keep reading. And Adam will come in and be like, aren't you going to sleep? And I'm like, yeah, well, when we finish this, <laughs> it was so good. Oh my gosh. The, every one of the Septimus Heat books are really, really good. But this one, oh my gosh, this one was the best by far. So in awesome. my opinion, um, Angie Sage is the author. I know I've talked about her a lot, but in case somebody's listening to us for the first time, go check her out. I've got the link to her website in the show notes. Uh, I also learned that they're making a movie of Septimus Heap. Um, 2009 was the last post I saw about it. And apparently they've got plans and everything, but I'm like in four years, there's no more news. So I don't know what the heck's going on, but I guess that's how movies go sometimes. So sometimes, yeah. Um, so we just got Septimus Heap number seven, which is the last one in the series, which is called Fire, which is spelled F-Y-R-E. Um, and we haven't opened it yet, though, because we're in the middle of a book called Midnight is a Place by Joan Aiken. And mm-hmm. I got this book. It was from one of the book lists. Let's see. It was either the Story of the World um, book list or the History Odyssey book list. We, there's so many books to choose from. <laughs> Yeah. One of those had this book, and it's a historical fiction, and it's about um, children in the Industrial Revolution, and it's specifically about these two children who are orphaned and living in this wealthy manner um, with a guardian who is not very nice, and um, and then there's a there's this huge thing that happens, and the house burns down, and now they're on the streets trying to fend for themselves, and they're twelve and eight, oh, wow. so having to go out and make money, and it's and and it wasn't even like. Like, if my kids, something like that happened to my kids, they'd be like, what do we do? You know, because we live in this culture. But back then in England, this is, takes place in England. It's like, okay, so we have to get a job. <laughs> you know, and they just know that they have to go oh out and get gosh. a job. And they're like, and she's like, and I can pick up cigar butts from the streets and put them together to make new cigars and sell those. And like, she just knew what she could do. And I'm like, you're eight. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just crazy. Well, she's also a character in a book. Well, true, so. <laughs> but it's a historical fiction. So I know that they're trying to present it in a way that was at least somewhat authentic to the realities of 
of what what it was like in that t- at that time. So it's yeah. just it's just really really crazy. But anyway, it's a really good book, and so we're making our way through that right now. And I didn't want to start fire until we got done with that because we're near we're kind of we're more than halfway through it. So it'll, and it's not a super long book, so we'll probably finish that first. Mm-hmm. before we pick up fire again. But I like to have a historical fiction that we're reading at the same time. So we'll have our our nighttime story, which is usually a fantasy, and then we'll have our daytime story, which is usually a historical fiction that I read to them during school time. But this one, because we were in between books, I just started reading it at night. So <laughs> <laughs> so that works. And Tyrion um, just finished The Adventures of Danny Meadowmouse by Thornton W. Burgess um, and started another book by the same author called The Adventures of Old Mr. Toad. Um, I found these um, incentive charts at Office Max, and they have little space to put stickers for um, whatever you decide. So I told the kids that I would give them stickers for a certain amount of reading, and then when they fill up the chart, and this is specifically for the books that they would not normally want to read, because I have no problem yeah. usually getting them to read. Well, Tyrion's here and there, but usually I don't have a problem getting them to read books for fun. Um, but it's the books that I want them to read, like the classics and stuff, that I'm like, okay, so I'll give you these incentives. So I told them they could either, they could cash in once they fill it up. I think it has space for 20 stickers. And once they fill it up, they can get an ice cream or something small, you know, something like yeah. an ice cream or maybe an, uh, maybe two hours on the computer instead of an hour or something like that. So um, so that, that Tyrion seems to be very motivated by that. <laughs> And he already is like picking up books and moving along through them, and so um, so that's what he's reading now. And then Maven um, is reading The Secret Garden, again only because I'm bribing her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good book that I know that she. I mean, I mean, she liked it when she was younger, so I knew she'd like it again. She just wouldn't normally pick up that kind of a book. She's totally into fantasy and animal, talking animals or dragons or whatever, you know. Which yeah. I understand. I'm the same way, <laughs> but uh, but I wanted her broaden her horizons so so she's reading that um by Frances Hodgson Burnett which I'm sure everybody knows about that book oh yeah and me nothing not reading <laughs> I haven't even had time to think about it I, I'm just like you know what I got too much on my mind I don't have time to squeeze it in I am gonna make time for it again soon though because I know I need to be setting a good example and I do like reading yeah. so I need to find time so I'm going to figure out a way to find some time so I'm not sure how but I'm gonna figure it out <laughs> So I just realized there's one book I forgot to mention. Oh, and I have to mention it just because there might be somebody else out there like me who <laughs> could be find this book useful. So I got a ukulele. Oh, right. What was it? Three weeks ago now? Yeah, something like that. Got a ukulele three weeks ago. I bought two books to go with the ukulele, learn to play the ukulele and a beginner's guide to ukulele. And I can say in two weeks, I, I learned how to, to do some chords. And I learned some strumming, but that was about it. Then I picked up ukulele for dummies at the library. <laughs> Two days, and I can already play a song. Yay! Yeah, so um, just in case there's anyone out there else out there who is interested in learning to play the ukulele, um, <laughs> ukulele for dummies. And it's, what? you know, the four dummies, you know, um, yeah. uh, se- series. It's by Alistair Wood. He also has um, an awesome website, ukulelehunt.com. Like, because I guess you hunt for ukuleles. I don't know. And... Um, <laughs> with some great videos and that kind of thing on it but i cannot say enough good things about this book i can play little liza jane now on my ukulele oh fun which actually sounds good when i have the ukulele tuned correctly (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to share that in case there was anyone else out there who was thinking of taking up the ukulele any budding ukulele artists exactly exactly (laughs) 
You know, I, I had to do something exciting for my 42nd year of life, so. There you go. <laughs> uh, and now is, we'd like to take a little time for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And so now we'd like to share with you some links of the week. And um, the link of the week for me is called eduplace.com. And it's the um, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt Education Place, which I know Houghton Mifflin Harcourt are um, publishers of regular public school curriculum. But um, they have this great area on their website where I found it because I was looking for one-sheet outline maps. Uh-huh. I love um, mapping the world from, by heart. I don't love photocopying his maps. Oh, yeah. They are they're, big. They're big. And I just have a little tiny printer. I, you know, like scanner printer. Uh, I think they're designed for teachers who have access to a bigger printer. Exactly. Yeah. So I needed small outline maps that um, I could produce myself on my little home printer, my little rinky-dink thing. So I found them um, by searching uh, on Google. And I, then I found there was a whole bunch of other really awesome stuff on this website. In addition to lots and lots of very detailed outline maps. Um, they also have a monthly theme. At all of this, you don't have to register for it. You don't have to, you know, prove that you have any of their stuff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the the monthly theme for October, uh, there's four for each month, so one for per week: bugs and insects, computers, dinosaurs, and explorers. And then you click on whichever one of the themes meets your fancy. And they have writing prompts and activities for all different grade levels, and printables, and art projects, and all sorts of just really awesome stuff that you can get for free um, on their website. Um, Yeah. Word finds and I mean, just like a ton and ton and ton of stuff. And so this is one of those websites that um, if you have a thought of something you already want, you can go in and search for it. Or if you're just looking for something to fill some time or to, you know, like, cause you're going someplace, you need to keep kids busy while you're at the waiting room or whatever. You can go there, find something, print it off really fast and take it with you. Very cool. Yeah, so those things that you stumble upon by accident sometimes turn out to be really, really awesome. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) So eduplace.com, and of course the link will be in the show notes. Right. And my link for this week, or this this three weeks, (laughs) (laughs) is prezi.com, which is spelled P-R-E-Z-I.com. And of course, as Becky said, the link's in the show notes. Um, and Prezi, I, I don't even remember how I found it, but I guess it doesn't matter, um, is, a, is a site that allows you to make multimedia video presentations, basically. And initially when I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. How would, I don't even know how I'd use it, but maybe someday I might want to make one. And then today when I was looking through here trying to find something that maybe we could share, I was like, this would be awesome for the kids to make videos about what they've learned. Mm-hmm. Because it is really... Um, 
high quality graphics, high quality video. It's like, and, and you do it all on their site. And it is free for public presentations. Um, if you make your prezies all public, which I don't have a problem with for my kids. Um, and you get all the core features to be able to edit and share the prezies and you get 100 megabytes of storage space for enough for a few prezies it says so i haven't actually tried this yet but i was watching the videos and it looked really really cool um and i was just thinking like what a great way to do a book report yeah. Or, or like, you know, a, a report on um, the country that we just learned, you know, some of the countries that we learned about, a culture or whatever, you know, any topic that they're learning about, you could do a presentation with this. And then they get to search the web for, um, which, of course, I would always recommend supervision on, um, for graphics um, to put in there and to, um, and video clips, you can put video clips right into it as well. Um, you can import from PowerPoint if you have PowerPoint, which I don't. Um, but if you have PowerPoint and you wanted to teach your kids how to do a PowerPoint presentation, which is also another wonderful way of making a report of some kind, um, then you could do that as well. And, um, just, it's really hard for me to say with words, you have to watch the video. So if you go to the site and watch the intro video, it'll give you a little bit of an idea because you get to see, it's a really well-made video that, um, you get to see people doing Prezi presentations and then um, and then once you're done with that head over to the learn and support tab and then there's a bunch of other videos there for you to watch with specific details on how to mm -hmm. and I mean they have fade in animation they have um, it's like it, they'll have it's like you could do like a tree like a family tree kind of thing and have a person on each thing and it zooms into that branch and zooms into the other branch to see that person. And then you talk about them and zooms over to the other thing. It's like really cool. And all these bright colors awesome. and really high quality graphics. And I was just thinking this would be so cool for kids to be able to, to present things that they've learned. So make yeah. their own videos. How exciting for them to be able to share a video with the world of something that they made. So I thought that would really be cool. And it has an iPhone and an iPad app, I noticed. Does it? Wow. Very you cool. You can show Prezies on your iPhone. You can build them on an iPad. Awesome. So there's another. I did see in one in the intro video that they had somebody making it on an iPad, so I knew that they could do that. But, yeah, very cool. So it's uh, very cool. Go check it out, Prezi.com, and uh, see if you can figure out a way to use it. And if you figure out a way to, to use it with your kiddos in homeschooling, please drop us a line and tell us all about it because I would really love to revisit this again later. I'm going to see what Maven can do with this. Um, Tieran might even be able to. It seems more for older kids, but I think the youngers might be able to do some with supervision as well. So we'll see. Awesome. Yeah. So now we are going to move right straight into our reviews. We have lots of reviews for you today. Um, we're going to be talking about homeschool planning. And um, just a little legalese here, unless otherwise stated, all items we are reviewing today were provided by the respective companies to us for free, but our opinions are completely our own. <laughs> <laughs> just have to put that in there. Of course, of course. So the first one I want to talk about is called the Homeschool Daybook. Now, the Homeschool Daybook is a Windows-based homeschool planner, which means you need to use it with a desktop, a laptop, or uh, it's possible that it would work on a Windows-based tablet system. I'm not really sure since I don't have a Windows-based tablet system. I'm not quite sure if that would work or not, but it seems 
stands to reason that it probably would. Um, this program allows you to plan ahead or to input lessons as they're completed. So it's good if you are um, if you are a person who schedules out really far ahead or if you're a person who puts in stuff after you've done it. Either way, this one will work for you. It's super easy to input the lessons. And um, even if more than one child participates in the lesson or if the lesson covers more than one subject because you go in and you put in you know, the lesson, whatever it is, um, you know, learned about giraffes. And then you can go in and click um, under that lesson. You can click um, Sally and Tommy both did it. And it covers language arts and science. And it'll actually put it under all of those categories. So that's kind of cool. So you only have to type things in once mm -hmm. and click the appropriate boxes for each child or subject, as opposed to having to go into Tommy and then into Susie and into their language arts and then into their science. Oh, you right. You can do it all at one, on one screen with just a few clicks. It runs very professional-looking reports. So if you have to um, provide um, reports on lessons um, to an authority or just to file them for your own personal use, um, it makes beautiful reports, including um, very highly accurate attendance sheets. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to go in and click separate attendance. If you put a lesson in for Monday, it marks you as present for Monday. Oh, cool. Yeah, because some of them you have to do both. You have to go in and put the lessons in, and then you also have to click that you were there, which I'm not quite sure how you weren't doing school if you did yeah. lessons, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's got a very clean appearance. It's um, very easy to learn. It has a real emphasis on simplicity. They want to make it as easy as possible for everybody to use it because obviously keeping track of stuff and doing paperwork is very few of the homeschoolers that I know's favorite thing to do. Yeah, right. Um, there might be some out there. Um, but for this particular program, you don't have to be one of those kind of people that really loves making reports. It's, right. it's super, super easy to do. It's highly customizable, and you have lots of options for the types of reports that you can um, generate with it. Um, you can do it by subject, by date, by student, by student and date. I mean, it's just like tons and tons of different types of reports that you can produce. Um, I found this particular planner, whilst very simple to use, it wasn't a great fit for me because of it being Windows-based. Um, my laptop is Chrome-based. Well, it was Chrome-based up until like uh, a couple weeks ago. Now I have a, <laughs> I have a Windows machine. But, um, and it does not run um, on a Chrome operating system. And so it kept me tied down to our desktop, which um, often is not even turned on, much less me using it. Um, right. I, don't, I just don't use the desktop that often. So um, I found myself getting behind and inputting the lessons because it wasn't able to go with me and move around with me like I like to be able to do. Right. Um, this does have a $39. Uh, it's $39 for a lifetime license, which means you get all of the updates, all of the new stuff as it comes out and everything. And um, it would be an awesome, awesome planning uh, tool for someone who does a lot of their work at a Windows-based machine. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to talk about the weekly homeschool planner which is by homeschoolcreations.com. And this is a PDF file that you download to your computer, or you could, you could download it onto your um, iPhone or iPod. I, well, you could do it iPod, too, if you have a... Um, I actually put files on Maven's uh, iPod Touch with, a down, uh, with Dropbox. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, iPad, of course, too. Um, because it's just a PDF file. 
And let's see, I'm going to read the little blurb from the website first. Uh, let's see, it says, the weekly homeschool planner will help you organize your school day and record your daily learning year after year. Additional forms help you keep track of testing results, evaluations, and special events. Each of the PDF pages in the file can be typed in, edited, and saved to your own computer every time you use it. Personalize it to fit your family. It's a homeschool planner you use year after year. It's $20 for the PDF. Um, you can view a, a sample of the PDF on the website. I put the link in the show notes. Um, it has 138 planning pages. She includes example pages in it, so you can see how she uses it, which I found really helpful. Because like when I was scrolling through it the first couple of times, I was like, I'm not sure what this is. Some of the some of the pages, I was like, it has a title on it, but I'm not sure how I would actually use it. So then I had to go back and look at her examples. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, now I got it. So. Um, I actually think this is a really cool planner. I just couldn't figure out how to make it work for my own little quirks and quirkiness. Um, I actually, as I was preparing this review, started looking at it again thinking, I may even look into this again because some of these parts of it I I think I could actually use. I th it's just, you know, everybody has their own tastes and their own ways of doing things. I think this is a really well put together planner. Um, I just have a hard time filling in for, I like filling in forms, but for some reason I'm having a dickens of a time using that for my homeschool planning. So I've, I've transitioned to a notebook, but I may actually use some of this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens as time goes on. But she has um, a few sections in here that I definitely don't need, um, but others might. Um, she has preschool pages. She has quite a few preschool pages for planning preschool curriculum, which I never did preschool curriculum with my kids. Plus I don't have any preschoolers anymore. So that part I completely skipped over. But if you have a preschooler and you like more structured learning for your preschooler this might be handy to you um, she also has a homeschool requirements page which for California we didn't need any of this but for states that require you to track more of what you're doing this could be really handy um, she has standardized testing results page and I don't need to track that myself but again in some states you may have to so that might be helpful for you um, and there's an attendance sheet which um, I actually get mine through our charter, so I don't need. But back in the day when I was private school, um, homeschooling, uh, I could have used this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice. It's just a very simple box system where you just check off um, the days or, or initial um, the days. So um, she has blank planner pages with good-sized blocks that you can fill in. Um, it is only Monday to Friday, so that one was a little bit... Uh, a little inconvenient for me because a lot of times we'll do stuff on the weekends as well and then I'd have to like figure out which day of the week to throw it into, you know, mm -hmm. um, or write it on the margin, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, if there was any suggestions, I'd give her maybe add Saturday and Sunday just in case because there are a lot of homeschoolers that homeschool on the weekends too, so. Um, but anyway, and let's see, she, you, you, oh, this is the really cool thing is you can type right into the file and save it. You know, a lot of PDFs, you can type in it, but you can only print it. You can't save it. This one, yeah. you, actually, you can actually save it. So awesome. you type into it and then you save it and I would, you know, save it. You can name it, rename it every year and, uh, and have a different one for each year and then print it. Uh, the one thing I really wish, but I don't think there's any way to do it, is that she's got some really cool fonts in there, and it would be neat if when you're typing, you're typing in a cool font, <laughs> but yeah. it's not. But you'd have to have that font on your computer, I'm guessing. I'm not sure how the technicalities work when you're typing in a PDF as far as 
what kind of fonts you have. I'm guessing it has to be on your computer, but it's just like an Arial font. It's a boring font. So it's kind of a bummer. I was typing in it going, the fonts around it are really, really cool and, and fun, and that I'm typing in this boring Arial font. And I'm like, ah, it kind of takes away from the look of the thing to me. <laughs> but that's just my own little silly quirk. And I honestly don't think there's any way that she could change that anyway. I think there's, I don't think there's a way to do that. But uh, let's see. Uh, she has 12 pages for the calendar pages, um, so you don't have to tell your printer to do 12 copies. You just let it go, and it does, you know, you get the whole year. Um, that way you can have the year at a glance at your fingertips in case you're, like, sticking it in a binder maybe. And So that's cool. Um, she has a weekly plan and journal notes, which took me a little bit to figure out what this – I mean, I understood what the weekly plan was, but the journal notes, I had to go back and look and see what her examples are. But now I kind of – I've got to figure it out. So you would put in here your um, things that you do daily. Um, so like math, you know, you do that every day, pretty much most people do, that kind of thing. And then the journal notes would be – they're just kind of empty blocks with a title section. Um, that would be things that you do weekly or just here and there. So you would stick those in there, and then on the weekly plan, then you would stick your – the things that you're consistently doing every day or, or frequently during the week. So mm-hmm. that's neat. And she does enough of those so that you, um, so you don't have to, um, again, don't have to do copies. She's got enough in there that so you just set it to go print and it'll, it gives you, I forget how many pages it had. I thought I counted it at one point. Oh yes. You get 40 weeks worth of weekly plan and journal notes. So she actually has 40 pages of those. <laughs> it's a hmm. lot of pages, which is why it's a hundred and, 38 planning pages because she's yeah. got a lot of these pages multiples. Um, oh, and you can also use those journal pages for like field trips and, and you know, like piano lessons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The curriculum planning page, I think, is to plot out things that you're going to purchase for each child. So they actually have um, enough space for two kids per page. And the column headings are text title, purchased, and completed. So this looked to me like if you were planning out to purchase a whole bunch of items. Um, there's plenty of space for you to do it in. The yearly plans and evaluation, I was thinking this would be, um, it looks like you put the names of the curriculum items that you're planning on using, and then you can note maybe at the end of the year if they worked or not. Um, uh-huh. Just thought it would be interesting to note the headings. Um, she has a language arts section, and then she has it broken down to grammar, reading, writing, and penmanship, and spelling. So that way you can say, okay, for grammar, we're going to use this book, and reading, we're going to use this book, and for writing, we're going to, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then plan it out for the year, which is, most of us do that anyway. So this is a handy, that actually, this page I was thinking would really come in handy for me at the beginning of the year. Um, and then they have math, history and geography, science, foreign language, art, PE, and other. And this also was kind of a good way to look to make sure you've got everything covered. I was thinking if you're, if you're forgetting art or you're forgetting PE or, you know, there's some other subject that you've just not thought of, you look on this list and you're like, oh yeah, wait, I need something for foreign language if you're planning on doing that. So, so that was cool. So they really do cover it all. Um, the, then they have field trips pages, which look really handy for planning trips and other events for the year. That was, that looked pretty neat. And they have chore charts and a menu, menu planner. If you don't have anything that you use already for this, that could be come in handy. Um, then there's two pages of links to additional resources on our website. She has got a lot of free printables on her website. Um, and then she has 10 pages of additional notes, so you can put anything that doesn't fit in the rest of the planner there, and a homeschool contact page for you to list, like, the names and phone numbers and emails of anybody that you want to keep track of. I guess that's regarding homeschooling. So so there's a whole lot of stuff in there that I think, um, 
could be really helpful for most people, and then probably a handful of things that maybe you wouldn't use. So that's probably true of any planner. But um, I personally haven't used, I mean, I didn't, I tried to use it, but it, I just couldn't make it work for myself and my own personality. But I, it is a really nice, very well put together, very good quality. I love the fonts and some of the, the, the graphic type stuff that she puts in there. Um, it's really well put together. So um that's the weekly homeschool planner at homeschoolcreations.com and we'll have the link to that in the show notes. And how much is it? Uh $20. Okay, cool. So, um I have another I'm going the electronic way here. <laughs> You're all <laughs> based and I'm yeah, all right. electronic. <laughs> um the homeschool helper app. Now, you might have heard me talk about this on previous shows because I have talked about it several times on previous shows. This is a tablet-based homeschool planner. It's available for the iPad, the Kindle, the Android, and the Nook. Um, it has to be the, the larger screen, though. You can't do this on an iPhone or anything like that. They're just The screen is just too small to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Now, this app has the ability to track an unlimited amount of students with 14 user-selected subjects. So what that means is... You get to dis- you, you have 14 subjects you can play with. You can title them whatever you want to. Like we have a subject that's titled speech therapy and we have one that's titled occupational therapy because those are things that count when we do our reports for Jack. And so, you know, we put it right in there and, and, um, we check it off every week as we do it and it goes right in with the, the lessons. Because, and, and so that, that's one of the reasons why I really like this app is that you can personalize all of the subjects. It could be whatever you want to call it. And, um, now, this one doesn't have the ability, like the um, the homeschool day planner, to um, you have to input lessons for each student individually. Except if you're doing like that, both children do history together, and so I was able to input the history lessons for one, and then just cut and paste it all of them over to the other one. Mm-hmm. But in individual lessons, you would have to go into each individual student to put them in. Uh-huh. Now, this app um, has a section for grading, which includes a built-in grade calculator. Now, for us, that's not necessary. We don't do grading of any kind, really. Right. But um, if you do grading, it's really nice to have that calculator right there. You can go, there were 14 problems. They got nine of them right. What's the grade on this? And you you get to decide how much things are weighted for. So you can decide that, you know, nine right out of 14 is a B if you want to. Or you can decide it's a C. And once you input that information, it remembers it. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool that way. Um, there are tabs for keeping track of attendance, reading lists, field trips, that kind of thing. Um, I find that I mostly use, um, there's a calendar view for each student, and um, it has a little tab on it, and the little tab for each day says how many lessons you have for that day, and then if you plan out ahead. If you don't plan out ahead, you can just put them in as you do them. But I plan out ahead now. This is my new thing for this year. And so mm-hmm. far, it's working quite well. And um, if there are lessons that aren't finished in the tab, it's red. And if all of the lessons are finished for that day, it's green. And it's really easy. You just go in. um, When you finish a lesson, you go, you click the the name of the lesson, click lesson complete, save, done. It's done. Um, It has the ability to to view lessons either by subject or by day or by student. Mm -hmm. And so you can go in and look at, you know, what are all your math lessons for the next six months? Or you can just look at, you know, what are Danielle's math lessons for six months? Or what are we doing today? Um, I, I really like it when I go in and mark all of the lessons complete for the day and the little tab turns green. That just makes me very, very happy to have my tab turn green. 
Um, as we've talked about before, I like things that are red on my calendar make me nervous. So I, <laughs> it, it feels good to click that last one and have that sure. thing turn green. Like I said, it's the little like, things that make me happy. Like crossing something off your list. That's good. Exactly. It's the electronic version of crossing things off your list. Yeah. Um, also one of the, um, features that's my favorite that I mentioned in our last episode was the ability to bump lessons. Yeah. So like you didn't get to history today. That's okay. You can just go in and with a few clicks, you can bump all of your history lessons forward by one or more days. You, you decide because okay. we don't do history every day. When I have to bump the history lessons, I have to bump them forward three days and then that'll put it on the next appropriate. And, it, and you can go in at the beginning and set your calendar up and you click on the weekends if you don't school on weekends and you can click on all the holidays so it will automatically skip those oh nice when it bumps the lessons forward it also has the ability to print customized reports now this one i have to say it's not as easy to print the reports as it is on the homeschool day planner because it generates a report that's a picture it's a, mm-hmm. like a jpeg and so what i do for myself is i have it generate the reports as an email and then i just send that email straight to my printer and it prints it off for me but you could also, um, you know, if you wanted to save it to a hard drive and then like piece it together in a program to make it into, cause I get like, like three days worth of lessons on one sheet. Uh-huh. And it's fine. Doesn't bother me much, but, um, it might be bothersome to other people who are printing off tons and tons and tons of things. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there are ways to work around it and it, it can do many different types of customized reports. Um, it can do, you know, attendance reports, lesson reports, um, field trip lists, reading lists. You can print a report card. Oh. If, you, if you do the grading thing, you can print off a report card. Um, you can print off a summary report, which basically summarizes what your students' grades are, how many days they've been in attendance, um, if you, they have any upcoming tasks or field trips that you've put in. Cool. Yeah. And as I've said uh, in previous shows, the company that makes this, it's actually a homeschooling family and they are very, very responsive to customer service needs. So if you need to contact them with anything, I think the last time I contacted them was about the bumping of the lessons and I got an email back in about seven and a half minutes. (laughs) That's amazing. It was awesome. Now it's possible that I just caught them at a really good time. Right. Um, But previously when I've had to ask them questions, I've gotten answers back the same day within a few hours. Yeah, that's very reasonable. Yeah, they have a ton of great videos as well. So if you're stuck on something and can't quite figure out how to input a student or how to figure out, you know, a a feature, there are tons of great videos showing you step-by-step exactly how to do things. Cool. So this is the app that I am using now, the Homeschool Helper app. It is $4.99 in in your respective um, store, the Android Marketplace or the um, iTunes. And um, because this is such a fantastic company, they are giving us a couple of codes to give away. Oh. Yes. Very cool. So um, after you listen to this show, go to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 37 so you can get to the show notes for episode 37 and check out the Rafflecopter giveaway we're going to have going on there. There'll be yeah. lots of different ways for you to enter. And um, now keep in mind that the codes are for the iPad version only. At this point, there are no way to generate codes for the Android Marketplace. So unfortunately, we can't give away any for the Android Marketplace or for the Google Play Marketplace, for that matter, because they don't have the ability to do that yet. But oh, okay. iTunes does. So if you have an iPad and you're interested in checking out Homeschool Helper app, please feel free to go to our show page and show notes for this particular episode and um, enter the giveaway. Yes. Very cool. Yes. 
And last but not least, uh, we have the Seize the Year Calendar by NewYear.net, which we've talked about before. So if you want to hear what we talked about before, go back to episode 26. So that would be SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 26 to hear what we talked about there. We just kind of covered what we were thinking about it at the time. And for this episode, I decided to dive in a little deeper and talk more about the details on it. Although it's um, pretty basic and simple and awesome, so. <laughs> but um, new. Oh, and I should mention newyear.net is N E U year, not N E W. So, um, but again, the link will be in the show notes. So, it is a year at a glance calendar that helps you plan your year and set goals for yourself. Um, they really uh, promote on their website. They they in their um, information about their products. They talk about you know making goals so that you can set long-term goals and like have points throughout the year that you know that you meet this criteria by this date that's a really cool idea um there's a really great page with info about it that i'm putting a link to in the show notes that has also has their kickstarter video on it although i did notice that the kickstarter video um calendar is different than what they have now it's not terribly different. It's a little bit different. So just keep in mind that the one that they used in the Kickstarter video is not exactly what they're selling right now. So you'll, you'll notice because they have lots of pictures all over the website about what they're selling right now. So you, you can see the difference. Like one of the big differences is in the video, they talk about having check boxes for each week and, and they don't, um, at least in the ones that Becky and I have and all the pictures that I saw on the website, I didn't see any check boxes, any weekly check boxes. So I guess they decided to eliminate that, which is fine. I, I'm not sure how I would use a check box, but um, for a mm-hmm. week, the week's over, check. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, it's huge. It's 27 by 39 inches. So picture a regular poster on your wall, basically. It's, that's what, that's the size of it. Yeah. Um, the size of each day's box is a little bit smaller than I would like, but, you know, you got the whole year there, so there really isn't any way that they could go any bigger. Honestly, they've used every square inch of this thing, so I can't really complain too much about that. But um, it's really good paper, good quality paper, and it's it's pretty. I like the colors and the graphics or the uh, fonts and such that they use on it. It's really pretty. Um, the months flow together with no gaps. So that is really what's unique. I think that's one of the biggest things that you'll notice right away when you look at it is that it's the, there's not like a gap between months. They go right into each other. So you can just have your weeks flow the way they're supposed to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they do naturally versus flipping the page to the next one. Um, or versus having a gap because normally they'd even still have a gap on a regular full year calendar. Um, you, you get both horizontal and vertical calendar in one. You just flip it over. So on one side has the calendar vertically and on the other side it has it horizontally. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a key at the bottom for you to use, which I just noticed when I was figuring this out for this, for this review. I was like, what is that down there? I never noticed that. <laughs> on the very bottom that says key, color code your stuff. And it has check, like boxes that you can color in it presumably and a line next to it so you can i guess say like if you had dance class on a certain day you color that box in red or whatever and then color the actual box so you can at a glance see all the days you have dance class or whatever you know that kind of thing um that's kind of cool i actually have to think about how i can use that because i never noticed it before i guess i didn't look at the bottom before but (laughs) (laughs) um you can choose between the academic year so that's july to june or a normal calendar year which of course is january to december 
And you can also choose between starting the week on Monday or on Sunday, because the ones that we got start on Monday, and that kind of bugs me because that's not what I'm used to looking at. But I can also see the value in it, but um, I did notice on their website that they are now providing a Sunday to Saturday view as well, so that's really cool. I will uh, definitely, when I, I'm going to be getting another one of these, and that's the one I want. I want a Sunday to Saturday, and I want the academic year because I, I have the regular calendar year here, and I think the academic year would be really handy as a homeschooler to have. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. Um, it's currently on, well, the 2013 calendar is currently on sale, of course, because the year is most of the way over. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't mention also that they have a dry erase version as well as an uncoated paper version. So the paper version you can write on with pens and pencils. So, and then the dry erase version, of course, you use dry erase pens on. Becky has the dry erase version. How did that work for you? It works really well, though I do find that, um, when I erase, it leaves a little bit of a shadow there. So if you were like writing and erasing a lot, it might get a little muddied. But um, I don't, I don't write and erase a whole lot on it, so it's not really an issue for me. Right, right. So we were thinking also because on their website they sell Expo pens, so it's possible maybe that it works better with Expo pens because you said that you didn't think yours was an Expo pen. No, so. mine's definitely not an Expo pen because they say Expo on them. Yeah. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but. Just to keep in mind that um, that's a possibility. It said on the website that the dry erase 2013 calendars are normally 30, and they're right now on sale for 15. So that's a big discount. Yeah. The uncoated 2013 normally 30 are are currently selling for 12. So that's a really big discount. Um, the 2013-2014 academic year are $19. Um, and it's $24 for the dry erase. So the $19 is the, is the uncoated. And then if you want the 2014 year, that's the regular calendar year, it's same thing, 24 for the dry erase, 19 for the uncoated. Uh, I was just thinking as I was talking to Becky about this before the show that I'm going to get another one. I'm going to get the academic year, and I'm going to put it horizontally on my wall because right now I didn't have space when I first put this up on my wall to fit it horizontally, but it's tall. <laughs> so when I put it vertically, it's hard. I have to stand up to reach the top, and I really like that I can put it right next to my desk. And that's not helpful if I have to stand up to get to January and July. And <laughs> So I'm going to get the horizontal one, and I'll report back after I've used it for a while again. Um, although it's not going to be a big report. It'll just be, yay, cool, it worked. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I will definitely say, um, and I'll probably just post a picture when I have it too. Um, but when I put, if I put it horizontally, I'll be able to reach it. And I'm thinking I might even transition away from my wall calendar because there are many times when I have to get up from my desk and walk into the kitchen to my wall calendar to look up a date. Cause I do put a lot on Google calendar, but my wall calendar is still my default. I mm -hmm. still, I'm like obsessive about checking off days on there and putting things on there. So, um, if I could have it right next to my desk, I'm thinking this would be really cool. This is a really nice calendar. I highly recommend it. Pretty decent price too, I think, for what you're for you're getting all. Um, I mean, regular wall calendars are like between fifteen and eighteen bucks, I think now, aren't they? Yeah, so I think so. This is about the same price. Um, Nineteen dollars isn't really. I don't think it's. I don't think that's too bad, really, for the uncoated kind. So, but that's just my opinion. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So highly recommend it. Awesome. Newyear.com. N e u year i'm sorry dot net it's dot net new year n n e u y e a r dot net yay <laughs> well thank you so much for listening to our awesome review show um, we will have more reviews coming up we have some curriculum reviews coming up that we're very excited about yep. don't forget to visit the show notes for this show to enter the contest to win a ipad code for homeschool helper app 
And other than that, I think that was everything we wanted to talk about today. I think so. Awesome. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and on Instagram, we are Savvy Homeschool Moms. And if you'd like to drop us an email with your questions or comments, go ahead and drop it to moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages. Goodbye. Have a fun weekend and come back and take a break with us again next time. Bye. I feel like I have to burp. <laughs> and we're and we the, the savvy sucky sucky suck shit. And we're the and we're the. <laughs> like you blinked out on me, so I wasn't. I know, sure. like li- 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 li. all right. Hold on, I got a yawn. Oh. <laughs> Is really cute with little stars uh, of little spaces to put stickers of. Fl- uh, oh god, I can't talk today. <laughs> stars? There's no star. There's no stars or flowers in the stupid thing. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> she has blank paint. <laughs> um, she has twelve pages of the calendar page, which is a full year, of course. We all know that. Let me redo that. <laughs> In case you didn't know there were 12 months in a year. (laughs) That was funny. Um, It is a year at a (sighs) glint. Today is just not my day. And the dry erase, you can dry erase pen. Dry, you. (laughs) Today is not my day. Oh my goodness. In this episode, the moms review 400 Tired Dancing Ken! <laughs>